Hello everyone and welcome back to the Boost and Gains podcast. I'm your host Cedric and we are back for season 2 of the podcast. So to kick this off, I have with me a very good friend of mine. His name is Will uh, as today's guest. And uh, me and Will, we've been friends for a while. You know, we met back when we were competing, I believe in 2017. And uh, we've been friends ever since. Now, Will is doing some amazing things. You know, he's an entrepreneur, owns a business, um, and he still competes. So we want to, or the, the reason for this episode is we have a sit down when we talk about his experience, my experience with bodybuilding, what it takes for him to be or be able to run a business and so much more. So guys, stay tuned and enjoy the show. Man, Will, I just want to say thank you so much for taking some time out to come over here and record this episode with me. No problem, man. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad to be here. You know, we always have good uh, discussion about a lot of different topics um, in the gym as well as outside the gym as well about all aspects of life. So Hey, I'm really excited about this opportunity, man. Looking to dive into it. Yes, sir. Thank you so much once again for coming through. I know this is going to be a great one. And uh, without further ado, we're going to dive right into it. So, Will, you know, there's a few people listening to this podcast. Or um, how would you describe yourself? Or if somebody that, of course, doesn't know you um, is, is listening to this, how do you want to introduce yourself to them? That's always a good question. It's always a weird one, too, because like when you go in interviews and they're like, well, tell me about yourself. It's like you got to almost sell yourself. That's right. And then you kind of feel bad because you're like, dang, I really don't even know about myself mm-hmm. in order to you know, tell you more about myself. But if you can't already hear from my voice, like I'm a southern gentleman, <laughs> you know, born and raised in the South, um, love everything about the South from the hip hop culture to the music to the way we do things and cook um outside of that an entrepreneur uh i never imagined myself work sitting behind a desk working for anyone mm-hmm. so at heart i am an entrepreneur um i am a person that loves to figure things out so um an analytical guy um creative person in just my own different way not creative in the sense that we look at kind of social media but just kind of creative and i always try to figure out a new way to do a new thing Mm -hmm. uh to kind of lighten life up a little bit um man i'm an emotional guy you know i know as a man sometimes we look at it to think we don't have a lot of emotions an emotional guy um a guy that is passionate about the things that he loves from uh sports to family to love and life um and last but not least i would say i'm a strength coach i really have a passion for training young athletes and allowing young athletes to see what they can do break into different potentials uh and try to bring out the best person that they can be overall okay awesome man awesome we're gonna dive a lot more into some of the things that you've touched on um but the next question which i like to ask uh each and every one of my guests is do you remember the first time we met for me it's a it's a hard one but uh maybe you can uh talk on that <laughs> i don't remember the first time we met but i remember the first time i like saw you and met and kind of met you it was at nationals i forgot what national show it was uh-huh. um and you were like top three if not the top two 
Everybody was renting Raven like man. Like had to be top three. Did you do? Um, it was net. It wasn't no. Junior Nationals in Chicago. Were mm, you there? No. Did you do North American? Americans? It okay. was North American. North, North American. Corey was out there too. Yes, right? and Corey was like, "Yeah, he's from Atlanta too. He's killing it. Like his back is crazy." And that's how I got to know who you were. And yeah. I think we linked up at uh, Madhouse one day. We just both happened to be there. I think. Even before that, we we trained one time at uh, LA Fitness in Brookhaven. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. trained, yeah, we connected yeah. over uh, Instagram, yeah. and we trained at the uh, LA Fitness in Brookhaven. Yeah. And then from there, you know, it's just kind of been history ever that's since. Linking at Madhouse and uh, just getting to know each other, you know, as friends now. So that's right. Yeah, that is the first time, man. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, well, so uh, let's go a little bit more into your background, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where you grew up. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you did introduce yourself as being, like, uh, from the South. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you talk about the South, where is it here in Georgia? And uh, mm -hmm. let's, you know, let's give give us, like, a minute as to, you know, your schooling and uh, how you mm -hmm. pretty much got to where you at mm -hmm. now. Uh, so, from when I say South, I'm talking about Albany, Georgia, uh, Southwest Georgia. Um, it's not a super small town, but it's not a big town. Like for the most part, everybody has some idea of where you come from or who you are. Like it's familiar face. Um, so you grew up there, like you lived there. Yeah, grew up there. Like one mall, one Walmart. <laughs> I think one movie theater, one Target. But we had like probably four or five public high schools, and probably like four middle schools that fed into those public high schools. Um, and so it's a very interesting city. It's really nothing to do. So, you know, it's a lot to get in trouble. Do you still with. have family out there? Yeah. My mom's still there. Uh, my uncle, my aunt's still there as well. Uh, but everybody else, my sister, she moved up here and she lives in McDonough. Mm -hmm. Uh, so from, from there moved up here in 2004, just cause I wasn't with the small city life. And I knew there was like so much more to life than just living in a small town and growing up and just staying there. So I came to Georgia State in 2004 and uh, graduated with a business administration degree. Even though I wish I would have kind of did something a little more specific, it was just like, hey, I'm here in college. I'm here to really just live life. So, like, degree isn't the most. So, at the time, you, you would say you did not really know what you wanted to do. No, I had no idea. Yeah. Like, my first idea really was, like, let me try to let me just see what the military is about because so i was you, like you was in the military no i was not <laughs> okay that was a thought that was a thought and then uh my mom always tells the story how the recruiters used to call the house yeah and she was like you're not finna have my baby and she would hang up on him so like i i thought about the military but i was never really serious only because i've always had this spirit like i'm gonna do what i want to do when i want to do it how i want to do it like i don't want anybody telling me when to get up when to go to sleep or when to do this and when to that i want to really have more control over what i say when i do so i figured like college was the best route for that i tried to go to like tennessee state or famu or whatever mm -hmm. um but like i got the hope scholarship mm -hmm. so the most prominent option was going to be georgia state mm -hmm. went to georgia state loved the experience for four years mm -hmm. uh then once i got out of school I was working for the Veterans Affairs office. I hated it. It was everything I hated as far as like, you can gotta come to work at a certain time, leave at a certain time, take your breaks at a certain time, and have this much done by this time, by the end of the day, by the end of the week, by the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And it was just like the most boring job to me, mm -hmm. to me. 
Uh, so then after that, I just kind of went back to what I knew, which was like athletics, mm-hmm. how to move, training, and being an athlete all my life, it just kind of came second so nature. So back at Georgia State, were you an athlete or were you very much um, into sports then, back then? Um, uh, no, I, I was an athlete in high school, and due to some other circumstances, I didn't play in college. Mm-hmm. But I still was heavily involved, like in learning, like basketball or uh, doing intramural sports or like lifting in the gym and just trying to get all around, stay in an athletic, uh, in an athletic shape of some sort, man. And I think that has guided me now into what I do more. I've been able to find a passion and find something that sticks. Mm-hmm very easily and it just come easily to me okay awesome so now we're gonna get more into your i'll say your business or your your career right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you did mention that you you did work for the veterans affairs right you know you didn't really like it mm-hmm. and of course like in today's world we're actually starting to see a trend where a lot of people are kind of getting out of that corporate world mm-hmm. and uh doing their own thing mm-hmm. um some of it in my opinion is a bit of a flex where right. People want to just call themselves their entrepreneurs and this and that. Mm-hmm. But truly, I mean, they don't even have no employees or anything <laughs> of that nature. You know what right. I mean? Um, it, you know, but uh, talk to us about how for you making that decision of, look, I don't want to work in this corporate environment no more. I don't want to do this nine to five thing no more. I actually want to go out on my own and do my own thing, which, you know, for a lot of people, too. It's very scary, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't necessarily know where the next paycheck is going to come mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. If you don't go out there and, and work and, and find clients and all these things, mm-hmm. then how are you going to pay your bill? Right. Right. So mm-hmm. tell us how you had that shift of mindset to get out there and, uh, you know, do your own thing. Uh, that's a very complex question because I think. That if I had found some of the jobs that I actually wanted, I still would be working in corporate America. So, like, to say if Nike would have offered me a job, like, would I not be working in yeah, corporate America? Yeah. I probably would yeah. be working. It's Nike, you yeah, know. that's right. You get so many perks and it's Nike. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a question that I often ask people in their occupations, like, did you select what you do or did what you do select you? That's right. Right? And so... What I do now, I think it just found me. Mm-hmm. And like in reverse, I end up just falling in love with it mm-hmm. and finding that it was easy to do. Because mm-hmm. I was at the Veterans Affairs, like we used to have, like your whole cubicle would just be full of cases. And I'm talking about like six volume cases. And like you just got to knock out all those. You don't, there's no communication with anybody. You're just sitting there behind a desk, just doing work, looking at a computer, answering phone calls, reading. Did you even have people your age doing that type of work? My class of people that they hired was the first class of people that they hired that was younger. Everybody else was like retired veterans. Mm -hmm. And, you know, more so it was a job in which it wasn't a lot of extra thought to it. Mm -hmm. Right. It really was just like, come in. This is exactly how you do each and everything. And don't really talk. Do your work. Go home. And I was... Coming out of college, I was like, man, just life is so much more to this. Mm-hmm. And this is my perspective. Life is so much more than this. And if I'm going to spend the majority of my life working, this is not what I want it to look like. Mm-hmm. Coming, punching the clock, staying here, spending eight to ten hours a day, mm-hmm. then going home, just having enough time to recover, mm-hmm. to do the same the Being next over day. And over and over. 
and now you want me to do mandatory yeah. overtime, which is Saturday and yeah. Sunday, and yeah. then come. This is not how I imagine my life. Mm-hmm. So from there, I just stepped out and was like, I'm just. I saved. I saved up for like five months. So for five months. I just, everything I would get, I would just put in the savings and I would just kind of build up my savings to the point where I wasn't really struggling mm-hmm. while I, in that in-between time of finding something, something else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then at that time, those five months, I started implementing a plan. I was like, well, if I do want to step more into training athletes, you know, I linked up with a, a good friend of mine, Micah Hayes. And from there, like he started helping me and kind of grooming me into kind of training athletes so then while i was finally stepping away i wasn't making like as much money but i had something coming in to supplement what i had already had going on yeah and then from there man like i just something about me like i like to eat what i kill mm. it gives me a challenge each and every day to know i live i live or die by my own hands mm-hmm. Like there's nobody that's going to say, hey, wake up at this certain time and go to sleep at this certain time and you can take your lunch at this certain time and I'm going to pay you this every two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's something exciting about that to, to me because it's like, what am I made of? You know, and I always like the competing aspect of it. It's like a daily competition. Like when you get out, you have to figure out how are you going to yeah. pay your bills? You yeah. have to figure out how you're going to keep business going. Yeah. You got to figure out all these things. So it's constantly a challenge of and a testament to who I think I am. That's right. You know, you got so many people who say like, I'm a, like you said, like I'm a boss and I'm this and I'm that like, okay, well let's put your, let's put your, what is the hand to the fire and let's see if you're really like a boss. And I'm not saying I'm like a boss, mm-hmm. you know, I'm saying that each and every day, I wake up and I figure out how to go get it. And I love that aspect Mm -hmm. of figuring out how am I going to go get it? Mm -hmm. And I have the chance to build a company. You know, that's the greatest thing for me. Like I get to build something that I feel like other people can benefit from and I get to manage it the way I want to manage it. And I get to put into my employees how I want to put into them, Mm -hmm. you know, and nobody can dictate that for me. You know, I think sometimes in jobs you, they will give you a role and then they will micromanage that role right. to the point where you don't even want to do that role anymore. But like here, yeah, with the company, the gym I have, Tough SPW, and even my old gym, which was the Sweatbox, I have a chance to kind of mold my trainers and so, mold staff how I would like to. Okay, so let's talk about your your business. All right. Let's talk about that because, you know, we've talked about uh, the transition, mm-hmm. but I don't think you've really touched up on what you really do okay. for a living. So please tell the audience, like, what do you do? What type of business you're in? And uh, mm-hmm. a little bit about that. So now uh, my first, so this is my second time having a gym. My first gym was called the Sweat Box. And that was more so like a functional training gym, uh, more so like bumper plates, uh, barbells, dumbbells, free weight moving, like tire slams, you're all out, not necessarily a CrossFit for more of that functional training like that. Mm-hmm. That closed down in 2016, mm-hmm. um, and I had to get back to revamp and figure something out. Uh, and just most recently, which has been a year now, I've opened up uh, Tough Sports Performance and Wellness. Um, it's myself and my business partner, who's a great, phenomenal chiropractor. His name is Jerome Lewis. Uh, and what we've been able to do there is kind of merge chiropractic health from like a movement, uh, functional and healthy standpoint for like just the muscles and bones. And now merge that with the ability to move and perform um, from a training perspective. Right. I love working with athletes 
only because I feel like an athlete has a mind to go get it. Mm-hmm. Like all I ha- all you have to do is just impart some kind of spark in an athlete and they'll run through a wall for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and most people who haven't experienced athletics in a sense, it takes a little more to kind of get them started. So that's why I love um, having tough sports performance and wellness and catering catering more towards that sports background i feel like everybody's an athlete like you do something Mm -hmm. either you jump or you run Mm -hmm. or you uh climb or you throw something or you pull something you push something you do some kind of athletic movement Mm -hmm. so my ability to kind of take that athletic style of training and give everybody that same style of training is like my gift that's what i really love i don't really like doing like bodybuilding with my clients or um I like doing some powerlifting, but I don't like doing like the aesthetic reasons. Mm-hmm. I like the performance the reasons. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah, man. Okay, awesome, man. Thank you on that. Um, so there's one thing that you said in uh, earlier in the in the in the in this episode, which is kind of sticking in my head, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of want the viewers to or the listeners to kind of remember that is you did say, and if you if you don't mind repeating, you said. Did you pick the job or did the job pick you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very good point yeah. that you make over there because, you know, the thing is, like, there is nothing at all wrong with working for a company or at corporate all. or whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you have to be enjoying that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You have to be really enjoying that, feeling appreciated, mm-hmm. knowing that what you're doing makes a difference, right? Right. So, with that being said, let's say if Nike hit you up today yeah. or tomorrow, you check your, your email. And like you said, they've realized or recognized all the good work you're doing. Yeah. And they want to get you in their camp to train some athletes and some students and things like that. How, what would you do? Uh, oh, I'm, 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 I'm doing it. But the thing about it is I have to realize it's something I did. And it's, it's some, something in me that caught the attention of Nike, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't go to Nike for it. Nike came to me for it. Mm-hmm. So I can't give up what I've built mm-hmm just for nike because at that point i feel like what if go ahead your friend said your friend of yours a re- yeah. you know, reg- regular yeah. friend and your regular friend is like hey man i saw this uh ad on linkedin and i think you're gonna be great for it i'm passing it up i'm passing it up and, and, and hold on hold on let me finish <laughs> great for you you're like oh really so you, you know you go in there's nike you read the job description and everything right and you applied for it just, just like ah, whatever. It's yeah. like one of those yeah. uh, apply real quick, yeah. one mm-hmm. minute thing. You mm-hmm. did it, and the next day they hit you up. I might pass it up. <laughs> I still might pass it up, man. I, I, I I've been in opportunities uh-huh. where, like people, it 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 was a chance to lie to work with like the NBA, mm-hmm. or, or it was a it was a route that would have taken me towards working with the NBA, and this was like years ago. And I turned it down, man. Cause why, I, why is that, though? Because at the end of the day, yes, I, you know, another point you made was, like, you don't like the fact that, yes, the title mm-hmm. seems like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I get to do mm-hmm. this and that. But mm-hmm. when you get in, you might get micromanaged, and it's like mm-hmm. the freedom that you had or what mm-hmm. you really wanted to do mm-hmm. is, is boxed in in a way. Mm-hmm. But why is that? If you can get the chance to work with this corporation and really get your name and your brand out there, why wouldn't you? It's because I feel like... If it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen regardless of whether I take that route or I go the route that I have in my head. Okay. So when I think about it, I have a vision, right? I have a vision, an idea, a grand idea. And I know 
if I live out that vision, all that will fall in my lap. Mm-hmm. But it's me for if I forsake my vision for that moment, mm-hmm. I push myself far off of where I was supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. I I look at it like um, I always say like, will you give in to the momentary pacification? Mm-hmm. And sometimes. In life, you may be presented with something that looks great for you now, but you're giving up what is the most beneficial for you long term. That's right. So when you ask that question, like, yeah, that looks amazing right now, right? That looks amazing right now. But what if I stick with my own for another 10 years? Mm -hmm. How amazing could it be? Mm -hmm. Could it not be the same opportunity, Mm -hmm. but on my terms? That's right. Um, could it not be a collaboration uh, uh, type of thing? Could it not be something bigger and more catering more towards impacting the people I want to impact? You know, like I, it, I just don't want to give up what I want in the long run for what I want now. That's right. Because I'm sacrificing myself. Yeah. You know, it, I, it just is. And then I know because it's things I forgot about before. And they keep they come back to me, and they kind of bother me. It's like, dang, why you didn't do this? Why mm-hmm. you doing this? And so, because it's still on my mind, it's like you really want to do this. Mm-hmm. You just gave up on it because you thought there was something better. Better, yeah. And I know if I take that Nike deal, it's gonna forever nag me. Of what if I just stuck with my own plan, mm. right? Because I have all this that I have with Nike now, in general. But I gave it up, mm-hmm. and that's just gonna nag me, man. Mm-hmm. I just gotta see it through. That's right. I gotta see it through. So if you could, and this is just the last point I'm gonna make about about uh, your 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 business, yeah. And then we move on to the yeah. next topic. But if they did reach out to you and say, hey, you know, you can run your own business on the side and still work for, us. oh, we there, we there. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, sign gotcha, me up. Gotcha. Sign me up. Okay, so uh, well, we've talked about your business. Um, let's talk about your bodybuilding experience. You know, because. Uh, that's where we met. Um, mm-hmm. That's how we connected and became friends. And of course, we did find out that there are other things outside of bodybuilding that we appreciate and we do like and spend time on and all mm-hmm. that. But let's talk about how has that been for you? How's the the whole bodybuilding thing been for you? How's that journey been? Bodybuilding is interesting, man. It's interesting. You got so many types of individuals. You got so many um, types of aspects of bodybuilding. Um, it's it's very interesting. I enjoy it just because I come from a competition background from playing basketball, um, and it's just kind of something to keep my edge, to keep that competitive edge, mm-hmm. um, because you know after a while your body doesn't move the same as as when you were twenty or mm-hmm. in your teens, and with your body doesn't move the same, you know injuries start to come, and so and I was like I just don't feel like having an ankle sprain mm-hmm. or, you know, having hip problems or whatever. And, you know, bodybuilding just kind of allow, allows me to sustain a quality of life but still keep that competitive edge. Man, it's an aggravating sport. Mm-hmm. It's a selfish sport. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a mental draining sport. But it's also a sport that has beauty in it mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I've been able to kind of experience it for the past, what, four or five years I uh, set a goal out to go pro. Um, haven't hit that yet, but I feel it very, very, very soon, if not next year. Um, and it's just been what I know for the past five, six years. Okay. 
Awesome, man. So if I was to ask you uh, the pros and cons for you, for you, like the experience you've had, pros and cons of your uh, bodybuilding journey, give me mm, just one pro and one one con. Pro, um, you get to scratch that competitive sense, that that competitive vibe. It's a you get to learn more about yourself than you ever knew mm. you get to push yourself past the point you never thought you could push yourself past mm -hmm. and you probably look the best you've ever looked in your life mm -hmm. con is gonna drain you of everything you know it's gonna drain your mental capacity it's gonna try you as far as from a social capacity because you can't go to everybody's birthday you can't go out to everybody's event you can't go and have drinks you can't eat whatever you want you can't really um Control some of your emotions at times, too. So it's, it's just mentally taxing on you mm. all around. Not to mention it's taxing on your pockets mm. as well. Mm. From having your food prep to going to the grocery store almost every day because you forgot something or you're running out of something. Mm -hmm. uh, to having your meals on the go. Um, to praying for the shows, the travel, the food once you're there. It's just the trunks, mm -hmm. the tan. It's very taxing. It's a it's a very taxing hobby. Mm. It has its pros. It has its cons. You know, but like we like we said, it's a, it's it's a hobby at the end of the mm -hmm. day, and it's a expensive expensive one at that. That's right. Yeah, I think for me, my experience with bodybuilding, um, of course, it's been great. Now, it's been great in the sense of like even the people that I've met, you know, uh, during uh, bodybuilding or actually being in the gym, you know, like we're all there for the same. Thing, right if you're in the gym we are there to train or if you are at the backstage going to a show we are here to compete mm -hmm. so it's kind of like we all share the same interest right but outside of that when you start getting to know people and getting to talk to people you realize oh even though he's a bodybuilder or he competes maybe he's into cars or mm -hmm. maybe he's into anime or maybe right. he's into traveling the world yeah. or whatever and yeah. you might be into that so that's how people kind of build these long life friendships because right. it's not just bodybuilding yeah. and i kind of i really really like that now another thing that for me i do not like about bodybuilding is the fact that it's so subjective really? right very very subjective of course there are judges in here that's kind of judging you based on what they see what they like what they don't like all these things and there's just not no clear-cut definition of like what they're looking for mm -hmm. right so you go to one show here they tell you do this you go to this show they, they tell, tell you, you do, do that, that. <laughs> yeah. and it's like you know like what do you really want and on top of that you can't determine who's going to show up to the show too exactly. you could be looking your very best and that freak of nature can uh, can show up to your show mm -hmm. and knock everything off right That's right yeah yeah, you could you could just not either be yeah. can they probably can be more conditioned than you or have more better muscle bellies mm -hmm. or be more bubbly than you. It's just all your hard work at the end of the day is gone. That's right. Just because they showed up and they killed it. That's right. And I think like if anybody wants to get into this sport of men's physique or bodybuilding, it's really all about you have to be competing with your own self. Yep. Right. So competing with yourself, I said, if it's like a lifelong goal, because I've seen, and you've, I know you've seen this, you've seen, and this really irritates me when I hear this, like, I'll show some pictures to uh, friends of other bodybuilding or like an event going on, and they'll say, why is this person here? He is not supposed to be on stage. Yeah. Just because they don't look like bodybuilding, like yeah. they're not cut or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, 
because you 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 never know that what why that person is competing, competing. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, maybe yeah, it was yeah. a lifelong dream yeah. they've always wanted to do bodybuilding yeah. and they probably trained their ass off to be on for that bit, stage yeah. but for you they don't look like a bodybuilder yeah yeah but yeah. And, and most of the time those people that say that they've never, never competed never ever never competed that's a good point i mean like i've seen shows like the lee haney and stuff and um, other shows and they'll have like 60 year old bodybuilders mm-hmm. and it'll be their first time it's like maybe that's a bucket list yeah. you know maybe they wanted to get back in shape yeah. and this was the best way that they can get yeah. back in shape who knows they probably fought back yeah. from medical conditions yes. or probably gained so much weight yeah. and never thought this would be possible so I mean it, it is good because you get to see people um fight towards something mm-hmm. and overcome something mm-hmm. and then on that day mm-hmm. get to showcase mm-hmm. all of their hard work they put yeah. in and that is the, the one of the pros about the sport um that kind of touches everyone's heart and grasps that's everyone's right. heart just yeah. the will to fight man see that's kind of like seeing a video of like a 90 year old woman skydiving mm-hmm. by herself like a solo skydiving yeah 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 and you're yeah. like whoa that's amazing right. you would not say is she crazy or you wouldn't say, why the hell is she doing, doing that? that? You're going to be like, whoa, she's 90 yeah. and she's doing her first solo. Yeah. You're going to be impressed, right? right? Because maybe for her, it was a bucket list mm-hmm. item, mm-hmm. right? Um, same as bodybuilding. You know, people have different goals and they'll come out here and be looking whatever kind of way and compete. And it doesn't matter what they place. Mm-hmm. They're happy because that was something they really wanted Yeah, that's something do. they want to do. Yeah. All right, well, so we're going to talk about um, bodybuilding and relationships okay mm-hmm. the toll it has on relationships and things like that and then of course we're gonna close out with like you know with your business like what's the end goal for you or mm-hmm. with the bodybuilding mm-hmm. what's the end goal mm-hmm. um as well as if people wanted to um to follow you on instagram kind of see what you're doing right. um and you know if, even if they could reach out to you to get some tips on some of the things that you're knowledgeable on mm-hmm. um how they can do that so yeah let's go into uh bodybuilding and relationships uh it can kill your relationship i I think you have to be with someone that number one has like understands the sport or competition or fitness in some kind of levels um it's going to be trying on your relationship in general just because you're always working out or you're always doing something that you have to do in order to prepare for the competition Mm -hmm. so that's something like maybe you got to get up early you got to go to work you got to get your lifts in I mean, you got to get up early. You got to do your fasted cardio. You got to go to work and get your lifts in. Then uh, you got to do your post-cardio. So you're probably getting home late. You're probably not seeing your partner as much as you were seeing them in the off-season or before you start competing. Then you got to understand you're tired. You haven't had a chance to really express your emotions. You're sleepy. And now you are, you might have to, you might be aggravated about something and now you have to deal with your partner and you also have to kind of be the best partner to your partner. That's kind of hard and that's a lot to do. And a lot of people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. A lot of partners think that it's something against them when really it's not. That's why I say it's such a selfish sport because that whole day you're doing something for yourself. Like you're eating for yourself or you are tending to what you need to tend to. You're lifting for yourself. You're doing cardio for yourself. So you're not really doing anything for your partner because everything is all about you. you yeah. And so it, it tries relationships. You can't go out to eat, so you can't have these. Oh, when you go out, you take your own food. You take your you. own food. So <laughs> think about date night. You're yeah. sitting there and, you know, she wants to order 
the au gratin with the steak and you pull out your fish and asparagus, like first of all, it's embarrassing. There's no intimacy going on yeah. in this in this in this dinner. She's drinking wine, you're drinking water. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's just disconnected. And then it doesn't get don't let it get too late because you got to get home because yeah. you got to go to sleep yeah. to get ready. And you know, so you they really don't get that time that they they need or mm-hmm. want until after the season. And who knows, you might do three four shows spread out over, over six there. months. Yeah. So that's six months that they're disconnected. Uh, from you yeah so it's tough man I it, think for me in the past what how I've gone about that is for one for me for me bodybuilding was not that serious mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so if I have to go on a date night mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. I would not take no food with me I'll just go on there and find the cleanest thing they had on the menu yeah and then I'll order that so if it's like potatoes and broccoli I'll tell them hey you know just broccoli no cheese yeah. all these things and yeah kind of get something on your menu, yeah. but I know it's yeah. clean enough where I don't really go so far off yeah. my diet. Question for you, though. You and your, your, you and your, your fiancé doesn't compete, right? No. So from the relationship that, relationship that you've seen from mm-hmm. competitors, mm-hmm. do you think relationships work better with having a partner that competes or having a partner that doesn't compete? Think about low carb days and cardio and all that that whole aspect of of both of y'all being on low carbs yeah. for like four or five. Well, four I weeks I really week. think that's that's a hard one to answer in the sense of it really also boils down to the personalities of these people, right? So you can have a relationship where both people compete and they are so understanding as to the moods and. You know stuff that happens during that time mm-hmm. during their their in prep season call mm-hmm. it um and they can you know they can coexist and live together and everything is good mm-hmm. right where whereas you can also have people that they both compete and you would say look i'm in prep you in prep and i would you would expect that oh i would expect that you know what i'm going through right but it's like they don't yeah and so you guys are gonna be clashing and button heads and all these things, right? right? But on the other side too, you have a competitor and you have a guy or a girl that does not compete as a couple. Yeah. And the one that does not compete can be so understanding. Right. Like, okay, I know you're competing. Yeah. So what do you need me to do for you? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, they'll yeah, make yeah. sure your meals are prepped. Yeah. They'll make sure everything is measured out. Yeah. They'll make sure that they don't bother you. They make sure life is good. Right. And they'll even come to the show and scream Dream out that. your yeah, name yeah, 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 yeah. and be happy for you. Yeah. And life is good, yeah. right? Whereas you can have the same man or woman saying, oh my gosh, we can even go out to eat. So what's this little wine going to do yeah, to well, you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's this little... Yeah. Uh, uh, what it, maybe it's, it's one like piece of fried chicken. Fried chicken. Well, like, like, okay, are, yeah. you, are you serious? Just a little fried chicken or this little cake? Yeah. And they don't understand yeah. what you go with. And, and you know, for me... And, and you can probably attest to this. Like, I've told you times where I've been on prep and I'm eating cake. Yeah. Like, in two days, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. be eating cake, right? Yeah. Some people cannot do that. I can't do they that. They have to stick to that diet. Yeah, yeah. So, when your girl is coming out here and you're struggling to drop that few mm-hmm. pounds and she's like, so what's this little cake going to do to your body? Mm-hmm. You're getting upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. think it definitely def- the, uh, uh, depends on the personality and them really understanding and knowing how important this is and 
and all of that. So I agree. Yeah, I agree. That makes sense. I always question that. I always wanted that question. All right. Well, so um, we're gonna end off here with um, on in, uh, where can people actually find you and follow you and um, you know, what are some of the things that they can reach out to you mm-hmm. about if they have any questions and also want to follow your journey, you know, because you did mention that you do want to go pro. Mm-hmm. If you're going to retire from bodybuilding, you do want to go mm-hmm. pro and then maybe call it quit. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if people want to find out more about you and your journey, how can they do so? On Instagram, primarily on Instagram. Uh, that's where I do majority of my uh, content, posting and such. I should get better on that. I already understand that. Uh, my personal page is the William Johnson T H E W I L L I A M J O H N S O N. That's my personal page. Uh, I post a lot about uh, prehab before your lifts, uh, types of lifts to do from a athletic background. If you're looking to for speed, power, mobility, uh, agility, just performance based. Um, then my business page is Tough SPW. That's T- also on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. T U F F S P W. That stands for Tough Sports Performance and Wellness. You'll see more so about what me and my business partner do from a uh, chiropractic care and rehabilitatory uh, type of background, as well as a strength and conditioning, sports performance type of background as well. Uh, reach out to me on any of those. If you just want to understand, if you want to understand more about just uh, a lifting for like power, speed, uh, and performance-wise, um, I also can kind of give you some tips as far as like lifting just in general, uh, because I have to understand the lifts anyway, just from a strength and conditioning background. But yeah, man, I love to connect and talk about like lifting and uh, getting better and getting faster, getting stronger, uh, and just kind of allowing the body to lead an overall. Um, optimal way of wellness and, mm-hmm. and, and health. Awesome, man. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming out here today. Uh, so much uh, good stuff that we talked about. And uh, next year, I know you said you're going to get back into competing. Uh, and uh, so will I. Oh, we're so, going pro. We're going pro. Yeah, so will I. Uh, I want to do this one last round. Uh, yeah. And, you know, my goal, I think we, we discussed this, my goal is to turn pro and just say hey i was able to achieve what i set set out to achieve years ago right and now i've been able to achieve it and if and at that point if i want to sit it out and say i'm done i know i'm done right you feel me so um i can't wait to see what is going to happen next year we're going to link up a lot train you know coaching each other however way we can and man, I just want to say once again, thank you so much for coming out. Today. Appreciate you, my brother. All right, man. All right, guys. I will catch y'all in the next episode.